The most important thing is that you have a vision, that you have a goal. Because without that vision and without that goal, again, you're drifting around and you're never going to end up anywhere. People don't become successful just by accident. You're going to get your ass kicked, we're going to get the shit kicked out of us. You got to get up, you got to have faith that the one thing you wanted to happen, oftentimes is the best thing that never happened. So have faith, just keep that in mind, keep plugging away. Never accept the limitations of someone else. Somebody told you that it's impossible. Don't even try. Give up before you even fucking try it for yourself. Never accept the goddamn limitations that someone else has placed upon you. And now, fitnessinformant.com presents the Iron Union Podcast. Let's go. At you live from the FIHQ, my office here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ryan Buckeye, Fitness Informant Founder, CEO, back with another episode of the Iron Union Podcast, this time featuring two friends of mine. I've known them for a hot minute within the dietary supplement, sports nutrition, wellness, lifestyle, whatever you want to call the category in which we swim in. That is where they play. That is their playground. We have Chris Waldrum, CEO, Inspired Nutraceuticals. Lance Suggs, he is the chief marketing officer over at Inspired. He also has uh, has his own brand, Intel. You may remember Aries, a strong, hard-hitting pre-workout. We talk about that on the podcast as well. But these two came together earlier last year in an industry move in which many people probably didn't see coming and, and those within the dietary supplement world or sports nutrition world. This world is very small, right? So... If you're unfamiliar with what happens behind the walls here in sports nutrition, it's not big, guys. People know pretty much everybody. It's like a small town. If you go out on a Wednesday night and you hook up with the prom queen, but that prom queen was in a long-term relationship, quote-unquote high school relationship, with somebody that is going to spread like wildfire, just like the sports nutrition industry is exactly the same. In fact, the sports nutrition industry is one of the most unique, uh, how do I put this in a good way, immature, (laughs) uh, to some extent, uh, industries on the planet. I mean, I enjoy it. I make a living from it. Uh, There are things that happen within it that at times make me want to pull my fucking hair out. And these two allude to that on the podcast. Both Chris and Land have been around the block. Chris spent some time with Dimatize. Landon had his own store, then went to Intel, then went to Day One Distribution, which owns Glaxon and Pitbull, amongst other brands over there. And now they are here in St. George, Utah at Inspired Nutraceuticals. They won the stacked Brand of the Year Award in 2019, but then kind of quiet from there. And in, in, in regards to what we would consider making noise post-Brand of the Year Award. So, very good conversation with these two. Open up the doors, get to know them just a little bit more on a personal note. Know that the brand that you invest in at Inspired Your Schools actually has people behind the scenes that aren't necessarily out and about all the time, although Landon or Fade is a musician, uh, Chris Waldrum as well, but but Landon obviously a recording artist, so it's, it's a lot of cool stuff with these two. So it's my pleasure to bring in Chris Waldrum, Landon Suggs, Inspired Your Schools. Let's go. Adding my product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is five percent of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. Come on, 
talking about business, success, education. Willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, it just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. Welcome back inside the Iron Union Podcast. Across from me on the digitized screen, the world that we live in. If you're familiar with the sports, nutrition world, dietary supplement world, I don't know what else you want to call it. The Wild Wild West, Chris Waldron, Land Suggs, Inspired Nutraceuticals. Boys, what's up? What do? So, I mean, here's the funny thing. We tried to do this podcast like six times now, and literally neither none of us can figure out technology. Waldron's the worst out of all three of Yo. us. Worst. Uh, I would I would imagine, Len, you've got to be like the best with all the mixing boards and the shit that you do. And st- yeah, although, Chris, you have a music background too. Like, how how come you're so dumb when it comes to technology, Chris? Dude, that's what I pay people for, baby. Come on. Wow, what a response! What a response! You should you should start posting pictures on Instagram with you and the people that you pay. That way, you could be as cool as the guys who pose with a, a leased Ferrari. <laughs> you know, I mean, or maybe you don't pay them anyway. Uh, this will be fun. I, I want to talk because you guys are, are super interesting cats. Um, a lot of people may or may not know much about you guys in terms of personality because you have your separate personal pages. Chris does a lot of family stuff on his. Land has a lot of his music stuff on his. So I don't know if people really know the real you guys behind like in, in this world, right? So what I want to do is kind of like take the time not to necessarily say, like, hey, how would you formulate Devastate White Cut or why did Aries Titanium blow up your, your, you know, your old brand, Land? Like I want to know – about you guys as, as people, but it is funny. You guys do have a couple common characteristics. The first one within this space is you guys battled each other like hardcore in the world of pre-workouts. I mean, you guys were, we had Devastate White Cut. We had Crimson, both higher stim pre-workouts. Landon, on the other hand, has had Aries, and you guys had like the top one and two pre-workouts at the time back in like 2000 and I don't know, 18, whatever it was. I can't remember the exact year. Uh, how did you guys come about to like get to know each other and actually like each other? Because most people in this space like seem to try to undercut each other quite often. So, I mean, I've always been a fan of Inspired. And what a lot of people don't know is even during that time, right? Like, so 2017, 2018, 2019, whenever Intel and Inspired coexisted and uh, were on the battlefield against each other, I was a partner in subs.com for a large portion of that. Ryan, you know that. Most yeah. people don't know that. 
Um, Ryan knows because we actually fitness informant and subs work together a ton. So he was one of the very few people clued into that fact. And um, during that time, I, I loved Inspired. I pushed it like crazy. Like Inspired was huge for us at subs, and I've always been a fan of the formulation. Um, and I've even like openly admitted that the uh, obviously the area Drensis DMHA combination that came from Chris, right? So there was a lot of other things that made the Aries formula different. But at the end of the day, like that was like the nuts and bolts to pre-workouts. Like if you wanted it to really like go crazy at that time, and Chris pioneered that. So definitely had to give respect to that, pay homage to that portion of it. And then in terms of us, like eventually come in full circle to have any sort of relationship. I mean, Chris was like the biggest troll ever. Like everyone knows this. I think everyone has a story of Chris trolling them and like being pissed about it. But like, I never, I definitely never got like overly heated or like overly mad at anything he did specifically to me. I'd see him do shit to other people and be like, bro, like, I'm so glad that's not me. But other than that, like, it was it was all good. And um, whenever I've decided to part ways with day one distribution, which at the time obviously was like Intel, Glaxon, Pitbull, um, our whole conglomerate that we slowly built, stepped away from that for a lot of reasons. When I decided that I wanted to get back into sports nutrition space, I just was at a point in my life where I decided that I wanted to do whatever was gonna I was going to be passionate about. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't want to step back into it. A stressful situation or into uh, something that I didn't 100% identify with. I had grown Intel to a point where I didn't even fully identify with my own brand anymore. And looking at the entire space and the way everything was laid out, Inspire just resonated with me. It was my first choice. It was what I wanted to do. And I just made that apparent to Chris in a hurry. And um, yeah, now we're now we're here. I mean, that's like the short and skinny version of it. Chris, if you want to add anything to that, I mean, feel free. Yeah, so it's 2017. That's when this kind of all culminated together. And um, I think 2017 version of myself is completely different than who I am now. And back then, definitely, I'm still like overly competitive, obsessive with being the best and whatnot like that. But not to my detriment, like it used to be, where it was a little bit more corrosive and kind of toxic to relationships. But you go back then, Anybody that had anything that I felt remotely resembled inspired, even like one percentage, you know, that's where you're like, ah, oh, you're copying me. And I still think we're in that realm, especially with some individuals in this industry that have these massive inflated egos and micro dicks, you know, they're always on this level of like, you're copying me, you copy like, come on, motherfucker. Everybody gets inspired literally from everybody now. Yeah. We all take pieces and then we evolve it to what our own selves, like our own adaptation. But back then I was like, no, fuck you guys, fuck you, you know what I mean? So that was a troll and my first um kind of impression of intel was like fuck you guys dude what do you guys think you're doing for sure you know and i'm just being completely honest and Landon knows that too yeah <clears throat> that didn't mean that i didn't have like a real sound appreciation and admiration of them it was just like hey this is a top competitor who is doing dope ass shit so i felt that they're a threat right so that was my own insecurities really just like fuck man it was just a one-man team back then with me and i saw this company i was like dude they look established their aesthetics of the branding's good the design's good the formula hits they're crushing in all my accounts so it's like a threat so from that perspective it was definitely like okay you go back to like the battlefield like okay fuck you guys how could i make something better which is, is good for like an evolutionary base right because if you have competition in it it just pushes you to be your best if not you fucking die you know you get out of this fucking industry so from that angle it was great it's beneficial to me but from the more like egotistical side like yeah dude i was just ready to go to fucking war every way and that's you know me being a troll 
it's I think it just it's something that is in my DNA. I don't do it intentionally, but even Landon says now he's like, God damn, you're such a fucking troll. I'm like, man, I'm not trying to be a troll. This is just I speak what's on my mind and I don't do that really anymore because so many people are like, Jesus Christ, man, just shut up. So I'm like, all right, finally. So mutual admiration on that level because Landon is really a talented guy. And literally, and this isn't like to stroke his ego, probably one of the only other individuals that I really look up to in the industry as far as being like progressive with his ideas and always pushing to like what's next, what's next, not becoming complacent, being content with art right there and being appreciative of where you are, but not letting that, like I said, lead to complacency and whatnot. So you fast forward to now, dude, Landon approached me, um, what was it, the very beginning of 2020, going into this pandemic that we're in right now. Biden, I love you, bro. And no, I hate Biden. I'm sorry. Don't don't take me on that. <laughs> he approached me and I was like, okay, I know of you because a lot of people told me of Landon. Like, dude, you need to connect with Landon. Everybody told me that. Connect with Landon. I'm like, why? This guy was an adversary back in the day. Why would I want to connect with him now? So we finally jump on a call. And I remember our first conversation. I was out on one of my dad hikes, just going out in the wilderness and two-hour hike. And he calls me and he just starts spinning this game. And I was like, 30 minutes of listening to this guy talk nonstop, you know, come on, this is why you need to bring me on. This is what I could provide to you. I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then you fast forward like, man, two months later, he flies out. We had just a really good time together, completely connected on multiple levels, you know, not just on a business mindset and uh, aligning with each other, but on like spiritual level, artistic and all that kind of stuff. And then that kind of just, you know, transpired from there and evolved from there was this relationship that I think me and Landon together have one of the strongest like powerhouses or wheelhouse of um, assets, of abilities or capabilities, just super immense. So that's in a nutshell too, even though it seemed kind of long. So yeah, now we're here. Cool. I was going to ask you guys, like when, what, what was the, like, the, the point in your relationship where you guys connected on the personal level? And it sounds like when Landon flew out to meet you prior to coming on, you guys kind of connected on that, on that standpoint. Like you guys have been together now a little bit, not to be like cheesy or whatever, but like you've grown probably pretty close or a lot closer since living in the same community, the same town and stuff. Uh, I mean, when you guys were, were like going at it back in the day, you guys both had edgy products. I mean, you mentioned DMHA or, or whatever it might be. And now you guys are, are seemingly kind of away from all that. And you're actually coming out with formulas. Like, look at the multivitamin, look at your greens, Cutting edge, but in a different way, not using gray area, not using risque ingredients. When, when did the flip happen? Why? And are you, are you happy to be away from that time period? Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, and Landon could probably reaffirm this too. There's only so much uh, lifespan that a brand has. And if you continue to do the same exact thing and expect the same success, that's just impossible. And you're already dead. You just don't know it yet. I always call them like zombies. People mm-hmm. that don't know they're dead, but they're fucking dead. They're just on their last limb. And what we did in 2019 was pivot and just really try to identify pieces of the market that haven't been overly saturated when it comes to sports nutrition in our sect of the industry. And then develop out stuff how we did with Devastate back in 2015, which back then was unique, you know, and not so much anymore, obviously. So it's like, okay, how do you take these categories that are truly beneficial to people? How can you make something that's encompassing to these individuals outside of the gym? You know, the other... 80%, 90% where you're not inside the gym. Everybody is always focused for that little, you know, the parameters of what do you do inside the gym pre, post, or pre, during, and post and whatnot like that. So we started to look around everything else. How do you really increase the quality of life of the individuals, you know, on a wellness basis, a inside to out kind of basis, you know what I mean? And uh, 
that was that kind of pivot, dude. And it was it was terrifying, man, because we were known as a hardcore brand at the time. We were right. known as like Devastate. Some people knew Devastate more than Inspired. So it's like, okay, how do we reconfigure everything and get into another space to really help out our customers and uh, stop competing with other brands, you know, just start competing with ourselves and how we push ourselves to be better. And that was kind of like 2019. So I'll let Landon kind of reaffirm that or give some input. I also want to say, like, whenever we're speaking on that, like, even back then, like, even in, like, the 2017, like, close to the end of the year era, like, when we first came out with DMHA and Area Drensis, like, first of all, Area was considered gross as a flavoring constituent, right, in, like, super small amounts, so that wasn't gray area, or at least to our knowledge in the dosage that we were using, and then DMHA was supposedly, you know, Juglin's Regia Extract, Black Walnut, whatever, and it was a lot less risque than 1.3, which is what everyone yeah. who was gray area was doing. So in that time period, switching to DMHA was actually the the somewhat decent move, right? Like it wasn't like a, now obviously in 2021, if you still have DMHA, fuck you, right? Like that's a completely different story because new data came out, we know what's going on now. Um, that is what that is. But during that time period, it wasn't as crazy. And as soon as we all realized and uh, the FDA started sending out letters or whatever started to happen, we both pivoted away from that super fast. It's not, it was never a situation where we just wanted to be overly hardcore. And like with me, when I first came into the industry, I was a store owner. Like I didn't know Gross, I didn't know like certain guidelines, I didn't know what was Deshay, I didn't know any of those things. All that I really knew was, all that I really knew um, was what sells, you yeah. know, as a store owner. So that was my main focus was, hey, how do I get these consumers exactly what they want? And that was the only focus. But in switching away, um, Ryan, like you were with us um, with uh, Intel and Fitness Informant when we actually made that transition, when we came out with like Aerie Super without any uh, gray area ingredients. And same thing with actually Aries Mega at the time, whenever we dropped Mega, which replaced Aries White, which was the very last DMHA iteration of Aries, we hyped that thing up like Aries White and Aries Black are combining. It's this big deal, super hyped, and brought it out, and it became more popular than Aries White super quickly without any of those gray area ingredients, right? So, like, um, a lot of reasons. I mean, more than anything, I don't think either one of us ever had bad ethical intentions or just right. wanted to just go and make a ton of money. I think that we just prioritized the consumer over the actual, I guess, education of what the industry like calls for at a, at a high level because we weren't at a high level yet but as we started like to transcend into like the upper echelon of this stuff like that's always been a priority you know safety and health is our number one concern like 200 percent. so it's interesting to see how the industry has shifted too because there used to be um marketing campaigns surrounding single ingredients like when one three was out there blackstone had dust extreme i think it was and literally when one three was banned. I think they lost like seventy five percent of the revenue because that was a, the big big part of the portfolio was that ingredient. Then comes DMHA. Hey, it's the next DMAA. And we even seen here is like when brands went away from it, fans or consumers were like, "Well, now what?" Right. So, do we have you? What have you guys learned in terms of like putting too much into a single ingredient versus spreading it out across an entire formula? Because I know you both are big geeks and nerds about formulation, like me. Doing that, I mean, you guys didn't put a ton of eggs like in your DMHA basket, but there were brands who did, and then they suffered because of it. Like, how do you guys articulate that messaging to the consumer in a way that they could obviously receive it in a way in which they understand and understand like this this entire formulation is what makes this product good, not a single ingredient? 
Yeah, so 100% portfolio diversity. Portfolio diversity is important in everything, through business, through stocks, all aspects of life. Right. Um, so that would be number one. Number two, the consumer that was taking these products isn't our targeted demographic. And uh, we kind of learned that the hard way. The consumers that look for these kind of stimulants, they're not loyal consumers. They're not going to be consumers that are going to be there to really build up the brand with you, give you the support like that. Which is fine because it's good for you know the time being, maybe for a little jump start. And why you see a lot of brands starting out with pre-workouts because that's all they know how to be successful with. But that's not the end game too. So to go back to the 2019, it was like, okay, how do you really establish something with customer loyalty, customer retention, longevity of the customer? And that's creating products like this, like we've made with the greens, even our protein plus, which I know a lot of people have qualms because it's not about isolate or whatever it may be. But products that people could take on a daily that truly benefit them and truly give them a better quality of life and not just focus around the gym. So when we removed DMHA, it hit us really hard because Devastate at the time was like 60% of our portfolio. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe even more than that. So if you remove White Cut and Crimson, we basically had to start all over again. And it was tough. End of 2017, tough. Got in a lawsuit with DMHA, tough. Going to 2018, removed it while other people still utilized it. Obviously, you know, it's not apples to apples. And I don't think we did a good, as good a job as Landon did with Aries when he took everything out of it because we had a great formula with the Devastate White Diamond. It just didn't resonate with people because diamondine, dynamine, I don't, I don't think played out like everybody thought it would. Yeah. And people still wanted to get that drug-like feel because when you boil it down, the uh, sensation that you get from DMHA or Iodurensis is very drug-like. And as human beings, our pathologies are going to dictate that we like to make, take things that make us feel good. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't hate on the consumer. I could just, you know, self-reflect and see that I was trying to target an individual that really didn't give a shit about Inspired. They just want X hit to be able to get them to that level, which I can understand. So we pivoted away from that, reconfigured everything, reestablished ourselves at this, now this like sports wellness brand. I like to use anymore. I, like I don't like that, to yeah. use lifestyle because it's yeah. regurgitated so many times and sports nutrition is whatever it is. We're like a sports wellness brand. So you take our stuff to feel better, to perform better, to have a better quality of life. <clears throat> There's some you, – you mentioned like people feeling something when they take a product and that's why we see brands typically still use you know, higher doses of caffeine, beta-alanine because they're two ingredients that you can feel. I took a pre-workout this morning. It's from um, a brand that you guys are familiar with, Ambrosia Collective. They have a new one coming out. They really focused on the use of mushrooms, which is something that we don't see a lot of brands doing yet. Um, I mean outside of your Pico too, right? Like outside of that mushroom blend, you don't see a lot of brands using mushrooms. But it did give kind of like a crazy – sort of psychedelic type of a feel. Have you guys dove into that area or have you looked into that? Because I know you're two very smart guys that are looking for different ways to obviously, um, you know, give the consumer something different. It might be hard for a consumer to actually resonate and buy that, believe that. But I mean, I, I thought it was good and I figured you guys would be two guys who've played around with it maybe or looked into it quite a bit, especially because like with your background, I know, Chris, you, you like that kind of stuff. And I think that's cool. One thing we accidentally left out of the story of when we first met is that we actually dropped acid the very first <laughs> we hung out. So we should throw that in there too. Um, I think, I think if you're going to play around like with, with mushrooms, like from like the, uh, you know, Shaga lion's mane from that angle, then you should probably play around with a little psilocybin too. That's just how I feel about it. But, but beyond that, like, I do want to go ahead and plug the fact that Aerie Super was the first ever product to use Super Shroom. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and throw that out there, right? Not Pico 2. Um, also the first product to use Colonase. I'm, I'm just going to stop right there. Um, but that being said, like 
yeah, dude, all, we're all about that kind of thing, man. Like, we're also looking into different ways to create mushroom blends, um, different alkaloids that are within these mushrooms, how to extract them, how to isolate them, how to like, uh, you know, get a more full effect of what we're really providing here when we use these mushrooms, you know, because if you just use a straight mushroom powder, there's, I mean, obviously there's a ton of marketing presence there, right? Mm -hmm. And certain blends like Pico2, you have like the VO2 max um, increase and things like that. But realistically, when I think mushroom, I think uh, more of the feeling you're going to get that comes with that. And without divulging too much information, yeah, inspires all over that. 100% all over that. Um, I don't know if Chris wanted to add anything to that. but Yeah, I mean... I the most effect that you're typically going to get is probably from something like lion's mane, just yeah. because it could help you go through neurogenesis, build new neurons, because um, it has a nerve, nerve growth factors inside, or it helps with nerve growth factor. But outside of that, cordyceps too. I think it depends when you talk about mushrooms on this base level, the individual's receptors and how oversaturated they are. I think people with less tolerance to caffeine will probably get more of this like superficial feeling from it. Individuals like myself that do take a lot of caffeine probably wouldn't feel it as much when you're talking about these uh, types of mushrooms and whatnot. But as far as like expanding your overall consciousness, talking about like psilocybin, that's something that we're diving into um, and it's going to be awesome. Give me a second. I'm trying to select the appropriate weapon. Uh, watch who you step in. Them snakes all around. You know they connected. So count your days. Hold up. Let me count the ways you gon' pay. When I spot you, I'm coming straight through. To your face, no foreplay. Coming alive.
Len, I got to ask you a question because you get, the guy that you sitting on the screen here uh, is a is a father of two kids. He's married. He's got that going on. You're out there living the dream, my friend. Like you, we, we're going to live vicariously through Landon, right, Chris? Like people like yeah. me. Uh, how do, how is that dynamic, right? We got we got like we got Landon out there just doing his thing. Even though Chris, I mean, for anybody who knows Chris within the space, the dude can go. Um, but I mean, in terms of like personalizing behind the scenes, they are different, right? Like, but how is that dynamic with you guys, and how do you? Unless, unless Lennon has a bunch of babies out there that I don't know about and he might not know about, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, what's that dynamic like? Bro, like, it, it, I almost want Chris to answer this, <laughs> to answer this, because obviously, like, um, from my perspective, I mean, I love Chris's family, like, like 100%. They're like my family. Um, Stephanie, Dakota, Sedona, like, the, the entire family, even Chris's mom, like, like these, are, these are like my family. Like, I'm almost closer to these guys than I am my actual family. Like, that's not even... Being exaggerated, so um, definitely love that. And obviously, Chris can throw down. Like everyone knows this. Like everyone knows that when Chris goes out and parties, like it's zero to two fucking million, and there's no in between. And uh, it's because he does have that life, right? Where he's like dad, like eighty percent of the time, and then you pull him away for that twenty percent, and you're getting like some like to the square root exponential exponential increase of that. But I mean, at the, and the, there's the reverse of that, of course, like Chris like knows everything. Like I have to give him every detail of every crazy thing that happens in my life so that he can have that experience too, right? So, I mean, Chris, like, you, what up, bro? <laughs> yeah, no, he pretty much know that. I mean, so I'm almost 10 years older than Landon, right? So he, he was at a He's at the age where at that point I was traveling like two weeks out of the month or more with Diamatize and um, that team went extremely hard. So is that introduction to that phase of my life and is, is, is awesome. It's extremely, you know, educational, enriching, and I loved it. So now that landing gets to go through that, I get to not necessarily even vicariously because I've been through that, but it makes me happy that he's experiencing all that stuff too. Cause he's at the time of his life for like exploring individuality, exploring himself, meeting new individuals and being in music. He has a completely different atmosphere and um, universe really outside of the supplement industry. So he gets to see like what goes on with me traveling. And then he also gets to go out and uh, I mean, he's going to be able to go on tour and do a lot of really cool things. So, it's more just me, like, I don't know, it brings me a lot of fulfillment to see him do a lot of things that I did when I was a kid and have a blast, you know? Who can drink more? Chris. Hands down. I mean, are you, are you, I mean, like, it's... Not it's, 10 to 1. No, 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 Not 10 to 1. Like, no, the, the difference is Chris will drink until he's blacked out. <laughs> like, straight through. Like, no qualms, like, no chill. Like, and it, it takes a minute. I'm not saying that it's like a, a you know, it takes a minute. It's, the dude can just, I'll put it this way, man. Like, we bought, like, the most expensive bottle of goose you can buy, right, and completely crushed it in one night. Chris probably consumed me 66% of it. There was three of us. I was way too trashed. That Like, the entire night and the next day, we woke up still drunk, and Chris somehow survived it. So, I mean, like, at the end of the day, Chris can drink more, but, I mean, Chris, that's all. That's all he's got. That's it. Like, there's <laughs> nothing else. So, I don't even, like... Why is that the first question? <laughs> yeah. I can't. What I'm shocked about, Chris, is the fact that like, the, the stories that I've heard about the legend of Waldrum, you haven't come out with like a hangover cure yet in terms of like marketing a pill, marketing something. Because, I mean, you're getting older, dude. Like their hangover's got to be lasting a little bit longer, right? No, there's not. There's not a fucking pill for being a pussy, dude. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> man, do that shit. <laughs> How long do your hangovers last now? 
Man, if I go super hard, like what Landon said, like, dude, I'm completely knocked out the next day. Um, but I take really care- good care of my body, too, so I metabolize it different than other individuals. You know, I take really good care of my liver and whatnot like that. So it depends. If your body's septic, you're going to feel like shit for a really long time. So it's apples and oranges kind of thing. So I power through it, though. I'm, I'm used to this shit. Let's talk about 2019. You guys won the stacked brand of the year. Uh, did that come as a surprise to you? Were you expecting that? No, dude, 2019 was kind of the year where I started to not contact anybody, you know, not just like you or Price Plow, Shane at Stack. I really pulled back, dude, because 2018 just taught me like my ego isn't going to get me any kind of satisfaction or any kind of fulfillment. It just left me wanting more, dude, and usually dissatisfied and whatnot. So 2019 was like, fuck it, dude. I don't care what anybody else does. I'm not looking at the pre-workout game. I'm not fucking measuring grams to who has the biggest scoop anymore like I was the prior years. It was really just to identify like the missing links to Inspire to make us more of a sound company, have a stronger flat platform and stronger foundation for people to grow off of. And that's what we did, dude. And, and since 2019, our, our growth has been exponential. And uh, even 2020, we had a really, really good year. We didn't launch as much, but that was completely strategic. And a lot of people have made comments like, dude, where did, you know, they went from brand of the year to non-existent and whatnot. We still launched Dota, we still launched Fuego, we still launched New Ember. So we did a lot, but everything that we had in queue, we postponed knowing that all the gyms are locked down. And what brands did was the complete opposite. They launched everything. They gave all their gas, put out a bunch of shit while gyms are closed down, retail is closed down, the DTC still up, Amazon still up, but that's all you really had. So instead of like, Wasting all the cool shit that we had, we, we postponed it and then launched it this year. And this year has just been fucking crazy for us. Len, what do you miss about being a store owner? Just the uh, in-person interaction with the end consumer. You know what I mean? Being able to um, actually educate the person who comes in like in a, in a more personal way, right? Um, I, I loved the aspect of like – there's so many people in the industry that preach this, like there's no perfect product for any one person, right? But like, I love going through the process of talking to them, learning about their life, learning about their needs, their goals, um, you know, whatever landmines they may have and their like overall health and then pointing them towards whatever products are the best for them and then getting that feedback because what that did for me is it gave me so much invaluable like experience in terms of like how to formulate, um, not just for, what I feel like is going to be the best overall product, right? Because when we do that, we, as humans, we selfishly um, look at ourselves as the key example. Um, but beyond that, it was formulating for not only the effect and not only for like the best possible hit, but what's actually going to sell in the store, right? So there's there's all of these different aspects you have to take into play, especially as an entrepreneur. You can have the best possible product, but if no one knows a single like if not a single ingredient rings a bell to whoever's looking at that, they're, they're going to write it off and they're going to throw it away like it's nothing, right? So you have to have certain key markers um, of, of an ingredient that maybe they're going to recognize and then certain synergies that play into that on top of it and then obviously pull the formula together with performance, you know, pump or whatever and then obviously how it's going to make you feel, like all of those things. So I think that like more than anything, I just miss being able to gain that experience on a daily basis and then also just being able to have a more personal relationship with the consumer. Chris, we miss about diamondized corporate America, more corporate America. And then no, let me just preface this by saying like a lot of people will shit on corporate America. I do it myself, but I, I've taken a lot of valuable lessons from corporate America that I've implied that, I mean, there are things that I liked about it. There are things that I absolutely despised about it. 
I'm sure at Diamondize you had good experiences and bad experiences. Like, do you miss anything from more of that? I don't, actually, it probably wasn't much of a corporate structure as it is now then. Um, but, like, what did you take from that position that you implemented into running your own business? Yeah, no, I mean, I actually appreciate the corporate structure. Um, I appreciated the camaraderie and um, that aspect from I thought it was great. Uh, the, the only bad thing is as you progress and as you get bought. So right before I joined Diamatized, they're purchased by Post Holdings. Yeah. So obviously there's going to be a massive change in the structure of the company. So I got to experience that firsthand with you know a new president being brought on, a new VP, and these people, which was strange to me at the time because I was, I'm such an enthusiast of the industry, thinking that they would be from an industry or within the industry that you know took up this position, they weren't. They're from consumer goods. They're from, you know, other areas that had absolutely no knowledge of it. So that is really interesting to me and it is, is intriguing in a way that I have conversations with these people that had absolutely no idea or no interest about any pre-workout, any protein flavors. They didn't give a fucking shit about that. They just wanted to see the data, how to apply the data, and that's something that I didn't know anything about. So whenever we'd have like these corporate meetings, I'd say, why don't you do this? And then say, like, where's the data to back it up? I'd be like, I don't know. I think it's cool. I hear, you know, and they're like, that doesn't mean shit. So let's go to the analytical side of it. Let's really break down what the consumer needs. And they show all these charts. I'm like, okay. So it helped like remove the veil of my own naivety of being a obsessed consumer to more of the prognostic, like capitalist base, which I think that could start to tarnish the actual like innovation and creativity of a brand for sure. It does because then now you're like you said you're you're a corporate structure, but it also showed me how to make more of a profitable business to look at aspects that I had been missing out on or deficient on. How could I further tighten those up? So it was, it was awesome, dude. That's I mean that starting at Diamondize is what launched me into Inspired. So I have I mean I owe everything to what I learned there to the individuals that believed in me because that brought up my confidence, my knowledge base to be able to start the brand. I love it. I'm going to throw a couple of brand names out there and I just want you guys to kind of give me your thoughts on them. So I mean, it's the first no, time I've done this, by the way. First first time I've ever done this. Uh, I, let's talk about this brand, actually. This on purpose. Yo, trigger warning because <laughs> either one of us give a single fuck. Uh, I'm going to bring up this brand and that you guys, I don't know if you guys have talked a lot about it, but Alani New. Let's talk about Alani New because I don't talk about them enough. But I see what they're doing in the marketplace. Whether you agree or disagree with it, they're growing quickly. They have attractive branding, cool products. Chris, Alani New. Two thumbs up. You guys are doing great. I can't say shit about it, dude, because not only are they appealing to their key demographic, which is women, I bought their shit too, just because I think the labels look great. The flavoring's awesome. I mean, they spent a lot of time and a lot of thought went into putting that brand together. And uh, I think it's the husband that does a lot of the marketing. I'm not too sure. And this could just be my own ignorance or whatnot like that. But if it is, He's done a great job uh, positioning the brand into these big retailers. I mean, I see him at the local uh, Smiths here, which is like a Bonds or a Rouse mm-hmm. or something like that as with an end cap. So good job, guys. You're fucking crushing it. Manning, Landon? Um, basically, I go in the same sentiment. The branding is fire. Um, all the, Every evolution of the branding that I've seen was fire. Um, and what they do for the market that they actually were able to capture, I think is, is super great. You know, like they're a lot of their formulas aren't as watered down as they could be. Um, especially with the branding and um, presence that they already have, like they could go all the way pixie dust with it and they don't. So I have respect for that. And, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I think they're dope. I've definitely bought their energy drinks as well. So, well, speaking of energy drinks, what about bang? What do you guys think about bang? 
Dude, Jack. What could what could be said? What can't be said about Jack? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> besides the obvious of him being some sort of uh, evil genius, he took on the biggest industry, one of the biggest industries outside of like pharmaceuticals, really. When you when you when you look at it from broad spectrum and whatnot, and nobody thought it was possible. Only somebody that is so insane with more drive and more energy powder that you could put in your body could make that fucking happen, dude. So I got to hand it to him, dude. I mean, I get like, I don't, pref- I don't prefer Banks, honestly. Like, I really like Rockstar. Hit me up, Rockstar, if you want to, you know, party. But, you know, it's like, holy shit, dude. Complete respect for the guy. He took on two conglomerates, Rockstar and Monster, and brought them to their knees so much so that they had to create carbon copies of a fucking bang, dude. That's when you know you're doing fucking well, where people who look at you as, like, completely insignificant and then look at you as, like, a threat. Like, you're doing something right. So, good job, Jack. Dude, I just... Monster balls and delusional confidence, which is, like... It's, like, the killer combination, right? Like, that's either going to, like, get you in a fuck ton of trouble or it's going to, like, push you to that point. And uh, for whatever way, like, I don't know, just, just... overall persistence jack did it he made it and while we're while we're on the <laughs> while we're touching on the subject devastate energy killing it crushing it internationally and uh proud to be acquired by another company that may or may not already sell energy drinks so <laughs> just gonna throw that out there jack holla at us hit us up don't even chris's rockstar comment it means nothing unless rockstar is gonna mess up instead <laughs> unless rockstar is gonna run a check rockstar let's fucking go i am a rockstar so like this shit is like perfect, perfect. that is true uh, what, let's, let's go, let's go Redcon. Landon, we'll start with you. Redcon. Okay. So shit. I mean, like, obviously I think they just hit like $140 million valuation or something crazy like that. So that's, that's money. Um, I am a Marine Corps veteran myself. Um, so with that in mind, I do like that, like Aaron's like head of sales, Zach leads for Marine as well. That's super dope. I think that they did. While I don't know how I feel 100% about the owner not being a veteran um, or any owners, I think, in the company being veterans, I think that in that position, um, he's done a really good job of of at least filling his team with veterans, with at least giving back to the community. Um, and I, I have respect for that, and I like that. And, I mean, I, I dig the brand overall. You know, I think he's done the craziest job ever with the transition between Blackstone and Redcon. I think it's night and day. I'm a huge fan of people um, changing their tune. You know what I mean? I think that there's way too much weight given to staying down and staying true and not switching up or whatever. And I think that shit's just like ignorance because actual intelligence isn't hard-headed and it isn't stubborn. And I think that he saw a lot of the, uh, the mistakes that he made and he cleaned them up and he did it in a respectful way. And with like I have almost more respect for that than I do for someone who comes in the game immediately and, you know, is plays by the rules 100% from day one, because you get used to like, you get used to whatever type of leverage you have, like whatever leverage you had at Blackstone, you know what I mean? So to be able to like throw that shit away, come out with Redcon and um, do things right. I mean, I'll give them props, I give them respect, but definitely, definitely think Aaron Singerman also needs to call me and need to have a conversation with him about something completely separate. So I don't know if any of these people watch your podcast, bro, but I'm just going to use every plug I get. So (laughs) (laughs) Chris, anything to add or, or, or your POV on Redcon? Yeah, no, man. I mean, 
I think the first Total War was devastating inspired because they had the DMHA and Araya Dorensis. I mean, they took a lot of the same puzzle pieces. Could I get mad at him? No, he's, he's a capitalist, dude. You're going to look at your surroundings, what's successful. You take that data, you replicate it. So that makes complete sense. Um, the only thing that I would definitely say is like, taking advantage of a demographic that you don't necessarily are like, you know, you're not established in per se, as like Landon said, being a Marine. I think if he was a Marine, I would have a little bit more respect. And that doesn't mean I don't have respect because obviously they're fucking crushing it on all levels. So good job guys on that. But from my outsider perspective, seeing somebody that targets a demographic, targets a base that isn't truly like affiliated with it, like I said, being a former Marine, Army, or whatever inside of the military, whatnot, like that. From my perspective, it's just taking advantage of it's just a marketing ploy and whatnot, like that. So right. take it for what you will. I mean, they're crushing it, whatnot. I don't have anything negative to say because I met Aaron. He's a great dude. Family's a great guy. They're, they're really, really successful. So from a business standpoint, like they did everything right. One company that hasn't done literally anything wrong from my perspective, dude. Retail hates them, but I'm sorry. They're fucking crushing at DTC. You can't, you know, like Mark Wilbliner said this a long time ago. He's like, retail, you want me to not make any money just so you guys could fucking sell my brand? Like, I got to feed my family. And uh, I support, dude. Yeah, they're crushing it, man. Nothing negative to say except, you know, taking advantage of that sect. So let's pivot and go with the ghost then. Cause I know you guys, I mean, I think it's just like, it's oh, funny because it's like, yeah, we'll have Chris go first here. It's just like, when you think of like cool hit brands, like I think of, I think of inspired, I think of now Glaxon, I think of ghost in terms of like marketability, but you guys kind of put juice behind the marketability too, which I like. Uh, but what's your perspective on what the guys over at ghost are doing and girls? Yeah. I mean, if you listen to like any of my podcasts, ghost is typically brought up just from a level of uh, respect I have respect for Ghost as a brand. I think they've done an incredible job from day one. And that's because, you know, Dan and Ryan came from the industry. They came from other brands and they took all the deficits of other brands and then reconfigured it to something that was successful for them. It's like, you know, they came from different families. They saw what their mother and father did wrong and they didn't do that in their future relationships. So Ghost has been, you know, a rock star from day one. The only thing I'd say about that is just like the owner himself, like Dan, I think he gets himself involved in petty things that don't fucking matter and puts a lot of time and energy in individuals that don't deserve his energy, but for some reason think it's going to hold some sort of value. And I don't think that's good strategically. I don't think it looks good to a lot of individuals. So that'd be the only thing. It's like, you know, why comment on a Instagram post or Facebook post? Like who fucking cares? You know what I mean? So Stop wasting time and energy on that. Do you launch, you know, the next Christian Guzman three series or something? Yeah. Landon? Ghost as a brand. Um, I mean, obviously, they've done a great job since day one. Um, obviously, they've been successful. And you can't – you just can't hate on that. Like, it's impossible to to sit here and try to, like, throw nothing but shade at one of the biggest brands in the world. I think that would be immature, childish, and, and it wouldn't even make sense. So from – a just my opinion on the brand. Um, most of the formulas are good. Um, the branding is great. Obviously, it's a, it influenced a lot of carbon copies as well, which we can 100% resonate with, you know, and relate to. And I, I can even relate to the um, to a lot of the backlash or a lot of the outspokenness of these guys about that shit because I mean it, it aggravates you, it angers you, you know, whenever you do something that is new and um, creates buzz. And then everyone else tries to jump on that exact same wave. It's it's infuriating sometimes, but 
once you make it and you do transcend past that, I think you get to a point where you, you should let your action do the talking and, and stop, you know, um, trying to get in conversations that you may be a little bigger than. Last brand I want to give you guys uh, is your own, Inspired. Where, what, what, when I say that, what comes to mind? Fuck Brandon. Fuck Brandon, man. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the other room now, dude. I'll lock the door. You can't come back in here. <laughs> and, you yes. Know, I, I, warned, I warned Chris to you, man. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. No, like, inspired? I mean, the fucking GOAT, the original, the OG, the actual independent, the from the ground up, the, the got it out the mud. The dynamic duo, the only fucking dynamic duo in this shit. Like I don't get, I don't care who you are. Like if you're out there and like you're you're a team of two people, but then behind that two people you have two hundred, then you're not a team of two people. I'm sorry, you're just fucking not. And when it comes to inspired, I, like it, it is what it is, man. For what we are and for where we came from, um, I just obviously I'm going to have all the pride in the world in it, and I'm going to be overly cocky about it, and I'm going to be happy with what we were able to do, but. At the same time, like, there's a lot of brands that do a lot of things better, and there's a lot of growth that we have in our future, and there's a lot of things that we're going to be able to um, to have in our capacity within the next year that's going to make who we are today look like like a game, like clowns. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I definitely, like, think we're the best, period, and I'm not going to get in this unless I think we're the best, but outside of that, there's a lot of people that kill it and do really well, and... Um, and yeah, like that we look up to, that we find inspiration from, all that stuff. But yeah, I definitely think we're the OGs. Period. So, Chris, Chris, it's your baby. I mean, when I when I say your brand name aloud and you hear it, like, what do you what do you think about? Man, there's been a lot of different phases of my perspective. What inspired is what I've done with it. Um, a lot of self criticism, to be honest with you. What I've could what I could have done better. Um, have I learned from past mistakes? Am I handling that correctly now? Not thinking about myself, but thinking about our team, thinking about the massive team of athletes that we have, all of our retailers, our onliners, our distributors, international. So it's definitely, you know, it's something that I nurtured from the ground up. And I started inspired before I had children. And now that having children, it gives me the perspective to look back to see like, okay, did I really raise this child right? You know, were there, were there points in my life where I wasn't as... Um, present and wasn't as nurturing to the brand and for sure 100 percent, dude there's a, there's a lot of things i've identified that i've done i wouldn't say necessarily incorrectly but with haste and with different energies and different intent that i should have you know what i mean being a little bit more aggressive on things that didn't really matter to the people that i care about but it only mattered to me and that didn't do a service to the brand um so now moving forward like i said about 2019 not to be super redundant I'm just looking at the people that I really care about, how I can make product for them that enriches their lives, that literally inspires them. So just going back to my why, like I wake up every day, I'm like, why am I doing this? One, like I want to provide for my family. I want my mom to have a great life, my children, my friends, Landon, like my brother, like that's why I'm really getting up every day to do it. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to make dope ass products that I personally do enjoy. Our consumers reciprocate the appreciation for that. And that just pushes me to be better and provide better, dude. Just be a better leader, a better individual, a friend, brother, partner, um, every day. So I look at it more from like a philosophical perspective instead of like a brand owner. These days, I would say, is like, how do I provide a better experience for the people that I really care about? And that's why the stuff that we've been launching is like, in my opinion, you know, some of the dopest shit out there. 
and we're just getting started with it. So yeah, man, it's a, it's a complete evolution of oneself, myself, understanding myself better and how to further be selfless so I could invest everything I have into people that I really care about. And that's what brings me fulfillment. So it's a search for fulfillment and contentment, my friend. As we wrap the podcast up, I can't leave without asking, like, what's next? What can we expect from Inspired during a year in which things are kind of crazy, still crazy in terms of supply chain? So I'm sure a lot of it has to be dependent on landed dates, all that kind of shit. But uh, any sneak peeks that we can give the listening audience or viewing audience on what can we expect from, from Inspired this year? It's big, it's black, and it ends with a D. So <laughs> <laughs> that's one. Yeah, that, uh, so definitely, me and Landon have been working relentlessly on bringing BBD here. And we can't just bring the one that we formulated in Australia because in America we have some cool ingredients that we could add to it. But how could we formulate something that is still edgy, unique, innovative without pulling ourselves back and regressing back to 2017? How could we still provide that experience that individuals that aren't necessarily maybe our demographic, but we want to broaden that spectrum without compromising um, the legality of what we're trying to achieve. So BBD that we have is fucking insane. And we don't just have one version of it. We're going to have multiple. Um, We have another FSU coming out because this one is obviously different from the first one that we did that everybody loved. But we have to go through growth phases, man. We had to look at a lot of different aspects of how to provide this to not only our DTC, but make it more, you know, approachable to our retailers. That's why we did this. We have a lot of stuff for inside health, for the gut microbiome. That's one thing I'm really big on is just, I think one of the biggest areas that we've neglected is just our insides, not looking at our stomach and that it actually has neurons and that it actually plays a role in our mental health. And what's the, one of the biggest topics in society these days, mental health, a lot of autoimmune diseases stem from gut health too. So it's creating like we did in, again, 2019 with the greens, creating products like that that yeah, there, there are similar products on the marketplace, but when you look at our formulas and look at the thought process and the complexities of each ingredient that we put in there specifically, strategically, for it to be for the consumer, people are gonna fucking shit themselves, dude. So BBD, new FSU, health and beauty stuff. And uh, when I say health and beauty, that, that ranges from everything, like I said, from the get gut to skin access kind of thing that we're messing with. And uh, we probably have another four standalone SKUs that will launch before uh, end of year well i i fully expect when you guys launch these i need a sing-along video the ones that with the fucking ball that bounces on the bottom of the screen i mean you two are musicians get it together get the shit done i mean i thought your i thought your uh um like v for vendetta (laughs) commercial was pretty dope but like if we get a sing-along you guys can get an inspired jingle game over game over that i mean right there that's enough to to propel you guys into like a new fucking tier so lannon chris can we get it can we get a theme song for inspired let's get one done we we actually we actually have a, a have a song like that we're about to drop with our next merch release. Yes, that you guys yeah, did. We a hundred percent do, dude. Have you seen the new merch that we're about to come out with? I don't think so, but I'm now my my, my head spinning because I'm like, if, if Waldrum and Landon are on the same track, it might. I mean, let's get a Spotify playlist, boys. Let's go. Let's go make a penny a play or whatever it is, or or a Yo, tenth of a penny. Shit, this shit's produced by um, this shit's produced by like a, a dude who's about to have a plaque. He just produced for on Hip Boy's last album, which obviously, if you listen to Hip Hop at all, you've heard or not Hip Boy Hip Maker. If you've listened to rap at all, you've heard the Hip Maker tag and like almost every song that's actually on the radio right so uh this the same producer produced this just for our commercial 
So, I mean, this is like some, uh, some upper echelon, really dope shit that we're about to do. I mean, and the merch is crazy. You know, we actually went with, um, with custom shirts that are basically cut and sew. They're longer hem, curved bottom, um, like fully done. You know what I mean? Like inspired is, is that has always been that brand that never compromises quality. Like even if it means the cost of goods is a dollar under what it's being sold for, Chris. But that being said, like, I mean, we're just, we're going to keep that. We're going to keep that energy. You know what I mean? Like until the end. So yeah, we got some, some cool shit coming for sure. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Good stuff. Good stuff, boys. I appreciate you guys coming on. Appreciate you, homie. Love you, Ryan. I just enjoyed that conversation with both Chris and Lance. Such a cool brand that puts a lot of effort into formulations, puts a lot of effort into branding. Uh, I've always resonated with Inspired. I've loved their formulas dating back to the Devastate days and to the Cutting Edge days, as we alluded to on the podcast. But then, it, you know, back then it wasn't gray area. It wasn't Cutting Edge. It was was what people were doing. It's what the industry saw as the next big thing. Now in 2021, as Lance said, "Fuck you, right? Move on." But Inspired's always done some really cool stuff. They're doing some cool stuff overseas, uh, and it sounds like they have some pretty cool stuff coming out here yet in 2021. I wish them nothing but the best there on our radar, obviously, uh, as a brand that we've always watched. You know, we, we've never awarded them with Brand of the Year. Um, from this standpoint, in 2019, when Stacked awarded them with Brand of the Year, we actually awarded Ghost. Um, that was Ghost's kind of big, big year, and then last year, obviously, Ghost repeated. So it'd be cool to see some... Other brands rise and, and give Ghost a run for their money in terms of up at the top. And uh, Inspired has potential to do something like that. Obviously, they need to keep their foot in the gas. And in a world in which supply chain is all sorts of fucked up, sometimes that's hard. But if there's two men who can do it, it's the creative minds behind Inspired, which is Landon Suggs and Chris Waldrum. If you like what you heard here on the podcast, hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, watching via YouTube, write us a review. Helps out the algorithm. You can follow us on all of our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter uh, for more stuff on dietary supplement reviews, news, rankings, and deals. Visit us on our official website. We're online at fitnessinformant.com. Until next time, this is the Iron Union Podcast. Our next guest will be an NPC judge, Kathy Kemper. She is running rampant around the NPC Midwest. She is a veteran of the bodybuilding world. I'm excited about this because I think there is so much depth into the quote-unquote sport of bodybuilding, the subjectivity, the finger pointing, all the bullshit and politics that go within bodybuilding, which is a sport that I absolutely fucking love. Kathy's going to come here and uh, lay it all on the line for us. Let us know what it's like to be a judge. Is there politics involved? How much subjectivity? Do they have an agenda as they walk into the show? All that more next week on the Iron Union Podcast. Let's fucking go.